Blog Talk Radio. Reason is uh, what's in the choice. Skeptics know that you do have a voice. Science, not so we'll be defying it. What we know, so it's best to apply it. Feed you information, deposit the knowledge, so you know ignorance is not an option. Welcome to the RSS feed with your host, Raymond Rose. Skeptical superwoman, but in plain clothes. She ain't no Jane Doe, nor is she a day old. So the couple arguments, weakly molded like Plato. Kicking false info like Kato, but it should be your J-O. You expand your mind like a transit line. Nothing is there for you, cause you think so. It's evident that you never win. Cause the evidence you present is irrelevant in the present sense. It's reckless and negligent. Never ask questions or to think ignorance is good to relish it. So we spark the bait, cause you know the truth is hard to take, especially with so many falsehoods that we are today. Oh, your reality, we start to face. Shout out to the skeptics, my free thinking to live a cow, massage that fire, heat seeking and aim that you shoot to win the leg. You weak creatures, Christian scientists, choose to debate evolution. Elitists in the government that hate the revolution. Armchair activists who overstate their contribution to the movement, cause they say they have solutions. So it's best to listen and understand skepticism is the religion. And so we get a beneficial about the world works in what we call marvelous to make a better future. You know that it starts with us, progressive thoughts, progressive talks, the sharing of ideas, the medicine we need. Another dose of the RSSD. Say what? Another dose of the RSSD. All right. Thanks a lot, everybody, for tuning in. Um, today, obviously, we're going to be talking about conspiracy theories, but I just wanted to say thank you so much to uh, MC Brooks, who did that wonderful opening theme. Okay. Never thought I'd ever be rocking out to my own theme song. This is pretty awesome. So, <laughs> I got my. I feel like I feel like that guy in um and I'm gonna get sucker when he was like you know he's walking around with the band and they're like who's that? That's my theme music. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all have to get on it. 
seriously. Uh, <laughs> so, um, and, and, and how do they find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me at uh, Rev uh, underscore Xavier. Okay, cool. Well, anyway, um, so y'all, y'all just so y'all know, um, we have this is pretty much how I generally would like the the format of my show to to be. It's generally going to be a panel of you know intelligent beings like MC Brooks and RevX. Um, you know, not to be confused with the other RevX. But this is generally how I want the show to be How it's going to be We're going to invite some interesting people on here With different perspectives We're going to talk about different things Um, If you're calling in um, Just know that um, we're going going to hold off on calls We're going to let the panel speak And then we'll open up the lines Um, When we open up the lines You'll have 20 seconds to speak, and if we want to bring you back for a rebuttal or something along those lines to get more information, we'll do that. But this is just to keep uh, some semblance of order. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's how we're how we're going about things today. So, of course, again, we're talking about conspiracy theories, and um, and uh, particularly the Illuminati and the New World Order. So, if y'all are hoping to talk about something else, I'm sorry, this is this is not the day. We'll be covering some other conspiracy theories on other occasions, Um, but today is just New World Order and Illuminati. So what are, uh, or or rather, what is a conspiracy theory, the first question? Um, Do you guys want to kind of give your idea of what they are first? I mean, based on your research? Um, Well, based on my research, um, some, some conspiracies can be labeled true, something like Watergate, but usually... I target them as being uh, a theory pushed by someone who uh, is looking to uh, claim there's some sort of malevolence or some kind of sinister plot going on. They're not all necessarily fitting of that definition, but given my research, that's how I would define them. And what about you, yeah. Marcus, or Brooks? Uh, yeah, you can call me either. Um okay. my, Mine isn't too different. Mine was just more like along the lines of, from what I've read, they're more... I guess alternative theories, you know, all, excuse me, alternative explanations as to why things happen a certain way also consists of, you know, connecting dots that a lot of the times aren't there. But this is just for the vast majority. I mean, like Rev said, there are a couple that, you know, really don't fit that mold, but the vast majority really consists of connecting dots that aren't there and, you know, trying to offer explanations because for some reason, they're, you know, the regular one isn't good enough. Mhm. Okay. Um, yeah, those are pretty good definitions, I think. Um, uh, so obviously, you know, there's there's the dictionary definition that's pretty much going to be, um, you know, an act of conspiring that takes place between you know two or more people. Um, you know, an evil, unlawful, treacherous act. Um, let's see. Um, and a, or, or a legal definition is an agreement by two or more persons to commit a crime. Um, but I think the I think the definition that I I like um, after reading um, up this past uh, week or so is um, a conspiracy to theory can, is generally counted as such if it's an effort to explain some event or practice by reference to the um, machinations of powerful people. Who have also managed to conceal their role. I think that is pretty much what what 
gets at the heart of most conspiracy theories. It's not just that people are, have, have plans. It's that it's, it's a, a lot of powerful people who can feel their, you know, their, their role in, in whatever is going down. Um, and I think uh, there's a lot of different features um, of a conspiracy theory, but before I get to those, um, I, I did like a couple of things I saw, like Karl Popper, the philosopher, he said that conspiracy theories tend to overlook the pervasive unintended consequences of political or social action and that they Mm -hmm. assume all consequences must have have been intended by someone. Um, Then, um, of course, like you said, um, and, 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 you know, using that that quote, um, that's my my favorite quote, so I'm not going to really go through the other ones, but um, (laughs) the... You know, just like you said, um, X. You know, the um, some of the conspiracies actually turned out to be true, like Watergate. Um, you know, the I like the the LSD and the other drugs that were in, administered to people through MK Ultra by the CIA mm-hmm. actually happened. Even though right. there's a lot of people who still have a lot of you know conspiracy theories around MK Ultra that are not verified. Um, and then of course there was Pointelpro, and you know there's been others. But um, I think I think one of the one of the main features is that you don't have evidence for these things. And um, and one and one um, one thing I read said it's kind of useful to think about conspiracy theorizing as a meme. It's like something that you pass from one person to another, and um, and it's basically you know the, there's a couple of features to it. It basically uh, competes with other memes like fair debate or expertise or um, resistance um, to orthodoxy. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we can talk about that. But um, let's see. Um, and then they were also saying that the central logic of the conspiracy theme is to question on speculative grounds everything that the establishment says. And that's, and that's a major problem, right? Because I mean, on the one hand, no one is saying that you should just believe anything that somebody tells you just because they're from the government or from anything else. But it commits to commit the genetic fallacy by um, by saying, "Oh, just because this came from the government, it must be it must be disinformation." Mm-hmm. Right. You know. If if you're uh, the one that's presenting the the official explanation or the explanation of the fact you might be perceived as being in on it, too. You know, you're right, the that's person another that's a, problem. Mm-hmm, exactly. you're, you're, a, you're the sheep, and you're, uh, you're carrying the water for the, for the government or the regulatory agency or, or the consensus group. And since you're not yeah. presenting the alternative explanation, you're in trouble, too. Right, right you're a dupe. You're mm-hmm. a dupe. <laughs> um, <laughs> is, and that's one of the problems that, um, that comes in when having conversations with people who believe certain things um, in, in this in this area, um, and of course, most most people who believe in one conspiracy theory are prone to believing others. So mm-hmm. if you if you look like someone who believes in the Illuminati is prone to believing in chemtrails, is prone to believing in you know anti-vaccination you know propaganda, is prone mm-hmm. to believing in you know all types of things. You know, um, <laughs> so um, what do you guys think about that? Do you know anyone like that? Yes, I know <laughs> of a couple of people like that. Um, 
I don't want to go too far into it, but there's a, I had a conversation with um, uh, a mother, and she's her political leanings are anti-government. She's anti-government, anti-establishment. She's also an atheist, and I say she's an atheist right. by default. But um, not only does she accept anti-vaccination stuff, she believes in the Illuminati. She accepts uh, that there's fluoride in the water. Uh, there's all these chemicals in the food that's dumbing people down. She accepts just about every conspiracy theory that, especially if it's targeted toward black folks, she accepts it. Right. 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 Shoot, I, I well, the only well, the only person I know for sure is myself as a teenager. Well it started well for me it started off listening to like, you know, Rage Against the Machine and getting so caught up in all of that and then I discovered the likes of like Immortal Technique and you know, a whole bunch of these anti government musicians. But that makes songs that pretty much, you know, um, with a disperse information about, you know, there being secret governments and whatnot. I guess I got so caught up in it that I was just like, well, you know what? This shit must be true because I'm not hearing about any of this on the news. And from there, I started, you know, I went I went deep into, you know, shadow governments and the Illuminati. And then from there, I became, you know, anti-vaccination and anti-science and whole bunch of stuff until pretty much a couple of years ago. I was like, well, it sounds like shit. <laughs> None of it actually makes any real sense. Right. No, but you know um, what, I know what I that shows is... Okay. No, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I actually kind of had a similar experience to a degree. Um, I, um, I, I, I started to believe in a lot of, uh, especially when I was a Christian, I believed in the Illuminati. I believed the Illuminati were just an arm of and his plans to, um, you know, to, you know, and part of, you know, God's overall plan, you know, for the end time, you know, so, and, and in my mind, anything that I saw could be justified, uh, you know, uh, just only further justified my belief, you know, if we went to war, that was just another sign of the end times, if it right. was, yeah, I mean, so it's like anything that you see, you just rationalize as being part yeah. of this overarching and then, conspiracy. and then if you add that in with the fact that, like, the Bush administration was really secretive with a lot of their information, it kind of makes you think, well, why are these third-party sites reporting on this stuff that I can't even get an actual explanation? You know, they're not talking about it. What the hell is mm-hmm. up? You know, right. that's kind of how, yeah, how your thought process goes. Something right. must be up because they're not talking about it, but it's obviously, you know, a big deal. But that also sh- it also shows how the alternative news business is is a business, it's its own industry. Because you can play on the fact that, hey, look, the people that are supposed to be telling you stuff, if you think that they should be doing so, they're not doing it. And here we are, we're presenting the real narrative. This is the real thing that's going on. So it it's it's very powerful, especially if you can make the the um the alternative story point to some kind of suffering going on in the world. It is a very powerful uh, tactic to use. Yeah, and people I mean, will because people, yeah, because people want explanations for the things that they see. You know, it's harder to to live in a world, you know, where things are are less clear cut, where they're less black and white. It's easier to have a ready made explanation, you know, that mm-hmm. that already that already fits into a lot of our preconceived ideas and biases that we already hold. Um, but um, 
But we'll, before we continue any further, I just wanted to get into some of the features because um, I think we're already headed that direction. <laughs> so <laughs> some of the features of the conspiracy theory, um, and you guys can um, uh, chime in after I, I give some of these, is that um, conspiracy theories tend to be self-sealing to the arguments that give rise to the, um, that they give rise uh, to. Um, they and and they account for their plausibility that way. So like if someone says. Um, uh, does the government go after the world's richest man, Bill Gates, right? And then someone will say, ha, it's a charade aimed at getting us off the, off the fence. You know what I mean? Or <laughs> if, or wasn't Hitler the one who thought he could rule the world and didn't the allies stop him? And then someone will say something like, well, Hitler was a dupe, and he was used to advance the sinister plot to, to rule the world by the Illuminati. So, like, nothing... So like there's there's no penetrance of of reason because anything can be used to further promote the irrational beliefs, the, the conspiracy theory. Um, and then there's also a tendency to assign uh, certain powers, often sort of godlike powers, to certain agents, like the ability to control others and maintain secrets. So like um, you know some folks um, you know they think that. Um, for example, the recent shooting in Aurora um, and even the shooting in Wisconsin were, um, you know, were done by the government through some sort of mind control, um, despite the evidence that, um, at least in the one case with um, Wisconsin, you had a, a white supremacist um, who referred to people who were not white as dirt people. So... You know, you have that, and then obviously you have um, a very, um, a very mentally disturbed young man who faced a heavy disappointment in his life recently, and um, and as a result of probably some untreated psychosis, um, went into a movie theater and, and shot several people. You know. Um, and then there's also a tendency to perceive effects as, as the result of agency or intention to all action, um, especially by those who, who may gain benefit. And um, this is the this is part of I think the main cause, like I was saying about um, the the need to have an explanation for everything. And I think this is a part of the the real considerable appeal that a lot of these conspiracy theories um, have. What do you guys think? Uh, I certainly think it's a it's a central element. I mean, we tend to uh, want simple and intuitive explanations for events. Uh, something not having a cause or something that's unexplained or inexplicable is very unappealing to us. So if we can um, uh, present a, a thesis or a hypothesis that lines up all the things that we're thinking and we think it's logical and we can present it to others, we're going to start believing it and we're going to start promoting it. But uh, we have to accept that our intuitions can be quite naive, and what we like to call common sense is often wrong. Or right. don't necessarily like to do that. Yeah, common sense can lead to false conclusions. It happens all the time. Right. Um, I've, you already know. I've already said just because something makes sense doesn't mean it's necessarily accurate. You know, a lot right. of things, if you, if you draw connections between it can make sense, doesn't mean that it's true, accurate, or there's anything to even back it up. But in our minds, or in a lot of people's minds, because it makes sense, 
then, you know, clearly it must be true. Because, you know, there's, because this, in our minds, it makes the most sense out of any other possible explanation, which, you know, doesn't even leave, really leave room for, like, the things that we don't know. Right. And, it, and you know, it satisfies, I think, for a lot of people, an emotional need, you know, um, emotional needs, too, and, and sort of becomes sort of a part of their inner self. You know what I mean? It becomes a part of their worldview. Because um, I was reading um, um, Carl Sagan, and the name of the book um, escapes me right now. But, you know, he talks about a taxi ride where he um, was talking to the, the cab driver, and he was really excited to be talking to a scientist. And he had so many questions, and he wanted to talk to him about everything, like from Atlantis to, um, to UFOs and all of these other things. And um, when um, Carl Sagan, you know, kind of told this guy, like, you know, most of that isn't true or most of that hasn't, you know, been verified with evidence, he could kind of see that it kind of destroyed a little piece of this man's, like, inner life and the things that he was really interested in. He really thought that these things represented science. They really represented reality for him. And so he viewed almost everything around him through this lens. You know, he thought, and, and it, it also, it's also, um, I think people who believe in these conspiracy theories, they think, like, they think it, it makes them special. It makes them feel special that they know something mm-hmm. that other people don't know. Right. Like, they're privy and, and, to special information and whatnot. Right. And it, and it gives them a way to express their personality and and you know, say, Hey, I'm 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 important and I'm a sounding the alarm to all this information and you need to you need to pay attention. Right. It gives them right. a self of set of worth and whatnot, like Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And um and so let's um let's so let's kind of maybe discuss oh, and his and this is another thing, um you as I had written down uh, to go along with what you said earlier was, um, you know, because of all of these things and the, you know, how you feel like you have privileged information and all these sorts of things, it makes you less likely to give attention to people who debunk these things or have information to refute these things because, of course, they've got to be agents or they got to be duped. You know, for the people who are responsible for the conspiracy in the first place. So, and um, and so, like, some of the problems, let's get into some of the problems with, um, you know, with um, believing in these things or, or, or the, the reasons, I guess, for believing these things. Um, so we were talking about reasoning and um, basically, you know, how, we were talking about agency a little bit. So, you know, human beings are... Um, because of the way that our brains are have evolved, we have a tendency to perceive patterns, even in areas where there's no there's no real pattern. Like if you've ever, um, like for example, like white noise, like people who listen to white noise, that's that's just that's just random, you know, that's just random sounds, just random that's random frequencies, and there's really nothing in it. But there's people who spend, you know, devote entire lives to listening to white noise for voices from beyond, you know. <laughs> and, <laughs> and 
the fact of the matter is is that there's really nothing there. There's no when you analyze these you know, these supposed voices that they're hearing, there's nothing there. There's nothing like a voice. It's it's mechanical noise, is that. Um and so because of this perception of agency, you know, it, it's useful in some manners, right? Because, you know, it, it helps us, you know, to understand, like, if there's something rustling in the bush, it's probably a predator. You know what I mean? So we probably yeah. want to get the hell out of there, you know? But it gets misused when we apply it to other areas, right? Like, what do you think? And I I think I, I understand where you're coming from because it, it has some kind of evolutionary usage, you know, but right. if we apply it incorrectly, um, the reasoning may not come out the same kind of way. Like, okay, well, there's something rustling in the bushes. You attach it to maybe, I don't know, you, you take that thinking and you apply it to the government and you're thinking that the government is automatically targeting you specifically out of all people to... Right do something to whatever it is that you want to confirm, whether you think that they're sticking something in the water, whether you think that they're sitting outside your house in black suburbans and looking for you. If you right. transfer it incorrectly, uh, it has some detrimental effects on you right. and people you tell it to. Absolutely. What do you think, Marcus? Um, I, I agree with that, actually. Yeah, it, um, I don't know, because for, for, for me right now, I was just thinking, you know, it just kind of makes you sound batshit crazy. It kind of makes you sound, kind of sound batshit. I mean, because I, I know if I were to hear anyone I know, or, or if I were to just hear the people around D.C. and actually hear them often around where the Israelites are, because they all preach from the same pedestal, basically it, it makes you sound crazy, like, what makes, uh, I often wonder what kind of makes these people think that, you know, that someone like them will be targeted versus someone who actually is maybe a bit more vocal, like an Alex Jones type, for example, or, you know, or a KRS-One type, someone who's, you know, preaching, like, it, it just kind of reminds me of, you know, um, the guy, in, um, um, I can't even think of what movie that is, but, um, there's always a guy, or in at least a lot of sitcoms and movies, where they have the guy sitting in a box, you know, on the edge of a cliff with all these wave frequencies and, you know, trying to hear for aliens or some shit. It just makes you sound great. As far as <laughs> <I'm concerned. laughs> um, and also, you know, the, the, you know, when you apply that reasoning to everything, it really ignores, like, a lot of other things that could possibly be involved. Like, you know, there's, you know, when you have groups of people, you know, big groups of people, um, they tend to, you know, they, you know, they, they tend to all have different agendas and they tend to all have different things going on. And so sometimes the sort of effects that a group like that can have are not necessarily planned. They're not necessarily orchestrated, but they can come about just, you know, through, you know, just the, the sort of dynamics of, of groups and how they interact. You know, like, for example, if you put in some paperwork, you know, for something that you need from the government, like a business license, you know, a lot of people, like, they'll put in their license and then it'll come back and they'll say, oh, um, you misspelled something. And maybe it turned out you didn't misspell something. Maybe it's just because of the process of bureaucracy, you know, 
you had a typist who was flipping that day. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> she was flipping. It wasn't that everybody was like, it wasn't like everybody was like, you know what, I'm selecting this dude right here. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? To to mess up, to throw a, a wrench in his game. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's just sometimes it happens like that. I mean, you know, it's, it, and, and to go back to what Marcus has said about the guy sitting on the edge of the cliff, like how many times have you been at home and the cable's gone out and you were like, damn you, Comcast? Like, they just did it to you. Yeah, like, Comcast, you know I mean? Comcast, yeah. Comcast is like, okay, we're going to shut this one guy's thing off. Everyone that's yeah. going to get there is just his, you know. It's like, you know what, we don't want you. Like, look, we don't want you to watch Animal Planet today. We don't want you to be educated about the life cycle of the kangaroo. So we're going to throw this shit. We're going to throw a to your game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's it, it, you know you can get very paranoid, you know, if you apply exactly. that sort of to everything. Um, and then also, I think uh, something that stood out for me was, um, hey Marcus, can you mute for a second? Yeah, sorry. Sorry about that. It's cool. Um, I was gonna say um, another thing that kind of stood out for me was um, there's a there's a difference between truth and justification uh, between. Um, Something being justified and something being true. Mm-hmm. So you can believe you can believe what you you know in a lot of different things. That doesn't mean that you're justified to believe in those things, or you can believe in things and be justified and they're not true. You right. know, like black people to a certain degree, they kind of have some reason, you know, to be skeptical of the government, considering you know its history with black people. They do. They have some justification. That doesn't mean that their beliefs about the government, anything they believe about the government is true, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, if you and, – and, like, just like there's misgivings that black people have about the medical industry, you know, or, or the medical, you know, field. You know, mm-hmm. you're right to be somewhat skeptical. You know, there are some people who have, you know, who have purposely taken advantage of because of racism some people, you know, there are some things that have happened that have been, you know, just, uh, sort of a misunderstanding of ethics or um, ha- or not um, being at a point where ethics had evolved enough to understand things like informed consent, which is a major issue that we'll have to talk about when we talk about medical apartheid and the mm-hmm. Tuskegee experiment. But, um, you know, there's, there's reasons why black people are somewhat skeptical of the government, skeptical of medicine, science, whatever. But that doesn't mean that everything they believe is true or that they're, you know, they should believe those things. What do you think? Right. Um, well, uh, I, I, I know that we are very skeptical, and if you want to be skeptical of, of – I'm not saying that we shouldn't be skeptical of, of government activities, even, you know, regulatory agencies. Um, mm-hmm. But how we express our misgivings or our skepticism, we ought to be very careful about that. Uh, because right, some people mhm, and some people try to switch out skepticism for cynicism because it, right. it's okay to question what happened with the Tuskegee experiment, but if you go if you use that as a springboard to claim that the government created AIDS specifically to target black folks, that's a problem yeah that's a number one that that's that's uh that's the kind of uh uh cynicism that will have effects uh about how people go to, uh, you know, whether they see the doctor or not, it's going to affect AIDS funding. 
it may even call into question other proven uh, uh, medical findings and studies and affect people's health. So uh, skepticism, that's good. Cynicism, that's not good. Is conspiracy right. brother still on the line? <laughs> Wait, what? Right. Uh, I was calling uh, you conspiracy brother because I remember because I remember conversations we've had in the past. So go ahead. <laughs> oh yeah, I think well, Red Ned pretty much nailed it on the head. But I think also when it comes to African Americans, especially, I think um, there's there's a certain emotional attachment that comes with it because it affects us and with us, you know, kind of identifying ourselves as African-Americans, like, we kind of, the, the skepticism part, you know, like Rev said, that's that's the good part, but we, we seriously take these things to heart and think, you know, it's, you know, it's not just one thing, it's it's a group of things, it's a whole lot of things, mm-hmm. and so it's almost like, it's almost like, you know, nothing is, nothing is, is on the table, or everything is on the table as far as, as far as it goes, you know, if this one thing happened to us, that happened, you know, they, you know, um, I lost my train of thought. I lost um, my Okay, shit. well, <laughs> okay, well, if you get it back, let me know. Um, I just, um, just to keep things moving, um, so a couple of the other um, problems, obviously, is that people sometimes mistakenly attribute the intention, if there is an intention, right, sometimes they misattribute the intention to the wrong party or the wrong party. So, um, you know, like some of these former domestic terrorism um, incidents or the, even the more recent ones that I named, you know, some people, um, they won't attribute the action of that, that, that man, Page, in Wisconsin to Page. They'll assign it to the government or they'll assign it to the Illuminati or, some, or someone else rather than this man who, from what it appears, acted, I guess, alone in the sense that he did it himself, but not so alone in the sense that, you know, it was, you know, he was cultivated in white supremacist groups and militias. So, Mm -hmm. uh, oh, and also in a military that also uh, allows white supremacists and gang members to fight our war in Iraq. But (laughs) that's another story. and then also, um, again, it overestimates the competence of government or elites, despite the fact that there's a lot of evidence that uh, secrets don't remain secret for long. Like, think about all of the different political, you know, like, uh, mishaps and scandals that have come out, oh, like, over our entire history here in the United States. Like, if they can't keep something like Monica Lewinsky a secret, like, it makes you think, like, they can keep, you know what I mean? <laughs> they can keep this other, this, this secret, you know what I mean? And that's, and that's only a few, and that's only a few people involved in that, you know what I mean? We're talking about people who believe in these massive conspiracies that involve multiple agencies with hundreds of thousands of employees, you know what I mean? And right. You know, I mean, we're talking to a few people, and one person couldn't keep their mouth shut in the Monica Lewinsky situation. <laughs> you know what I mean? So to speak. So to speak. <laughs> yeah, so to speak. Pun intended. So, what do you guys think? Well, I'm, there's this there's this need to attach all this this intelligent agency behind all these events and 
and especially that the government is completely competent, complicit in these elaborate conspiracies. I understand giving them that confidence, but it's not deserved. I mean, like you it's said, not. we've had all these things that have that the government is. I mean, even the cite that one, the Monica Lewinsky thing. I, I mean, how many people would you have to pay to keep quiet about that? Because people like to talk. It's right. Just, it's just not going to happen. And the, and of course, you know, the more people that would be involved in it, the more likely it's going to be right. found out for what it is. Right. Right, but the, the thing is, in situations like that, people. Yeah, lots of conspiracy theorists like to deify the government and make it just this one central agent where everyone is on the same accord, as if, you know, there aren't individuals with their own agendas or as if people within it don't disagree on certain things. All it would take is is for one person to be like, well, you know, I heard this and I don't like her, so I ain't going to keep secret. I'm going to go tell so-and-so. You know, like, what, what would prevent, like, if you'd have to have some, like, really large incentive to keep, you know, like some of the bigger stuff, you know, completely under wraps. Because there's no benefit. Right. There's no benefit for anyone except maybe the people who planned it. But other than right. that, what's the benefit for, there's no benefit to keeping that information, you know, in-house. Right. I mean, it's not to say the government still keeps secrets. I mean, some, some secrets are necessarily, you know, need to be kept, you know. Right. Like, you wouldn't want, you wouldn't want, People walking, you know, people walking around with the, you know, the nuclear, you know, arming codes, you know, just all willy nilly, you know, like not everybody, no one, no one needs access to those except for the people that need access to those, you know, mm-hmm. presumably, presumably top military brass and the president, you know what I mean? Right. You don't want your next door neighbor to have those codes and get ticked off at you that you parked in front of the home and they might launch something. You don't exactly. want that. Exactly. You know, I mean, it's 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 things like that that some people don't think about. Um, but also, um, you know, a lot of these conspiracy theories also are resistant to, to correction and they're generally unfalsifiable. So mm-hmm. um, I think um, we're gonna. We're, I think we're. Uh, cause I want to. I want to get into one more thing about conspiracy theories in general. But before we do that, I want to open up the line. So, Kim, is, do we have anyone on uh, on hold? Actually, let's bring Micah into the conversation here, and he's from the Detroit area. Micah, are you there? I'm okay, here. Before Micah talks, I just want to say. Um, Micah is really cool. Micah helped me come up with the name to my blog. He's the one. So if you don't like my name, the name of my blog, and you think it's corny, blame Micah. <laughs> that is all. <laughs> hey, uh, your your name shouldn't sound like a geographic location, and it, it, it's catchy. What do you want me to do? I mean. <laughs> So, well, you know that was all a plan. Like, you know, my my parents, you know, they they agonized for weeks to, you know, make sure that my name somehow fit into this Illuminati. And it's alliterative. Plot. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's alliterative. They had to make the the, oh, no. the the orders from the Illuminati were make it alliterative, make sure it fits into our scheme. I would have made fun of growing up with you, but I'm glad I didn't. And we're friends. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, I uh, I woke up probably about like 20, 20 minutes ago, start listening. And uh, 
you guys were like uh, kind of, it's not a bad thing because it's a good conversation, but you guys covered like everything that I would have commented on. But uh, I told Raina that I was going to call anyway, so I don't really know where I would uh, I would start with uh, whatever I would talk about. But I want I want to say this: like uh, to me, the conspiracy theory, you're already defeating yourself when you say conspiracy theory, because what you're saying is you're theorizing that people are conspiring to do something. So you just mm-hmm. cancel each other out, and both of it sounds like bullshit when you say that. But it sounds good. It's a better story than what the truth is. Because you can come up with a big, huge, elaborate story, and it sounds really interesting. And if you debunk it, the only your only response is, no, it didn't. didn't happen. You know, so your response right. is, nope, it's bullshit. That's not a story. Saying something is bullshit is not a story, it's not interesting, it's not clever, and uh, another thing I wanted to say is when we give the government that much credit, what we're saying is that they're perfect, that they should be perfect, because what you're saying is uh, the assassination of President Kennedy, um, 9-11, and all of these things, that the government should have been able to prevent it. So what you're saying is in our, like, 236-year history, you know, all of these things could have been prevented all the time because we have that perfect of a government. And that's ridiculous in itself, too. So I I, I don't really get a lot of conspiracy theories, but... I mean, some people can't chew gum. I mean, a lot of people can't chew gum and walk, but we think, like, the government can, you know, monitor all all of everything that's going on at once. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But to play the devil's advocate... Um, the government has done a few things that have been uh, conspiracy theory worthy that have came out like, uh, um, and that just fuels the fire for conspiracy theorists like uh, CoinTelPro, for example. Right. You know, a lot no, of and we mentioned know. that. Yeah. A, a lot of people. I know you mentioned everything in like an yeah. hour. Oh, so, <laughs> not want me to talk. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Anyway, Cointel Pro. You know, you have Cointel Pro. So if there's one Cointel Pro, it's a, it's a, um, it, it, it's a 911. It had to be a 911. It had to be a this. It had to be a that. And just like I was talking to you before about 911, when I was like angry at one of these stupid Facebook pages um, that are supposedly like uh, under the umbrella reason or uh, atheists. When people really uh, uh, give credence to a lot of the 9-11 theories. And my simple thing is this. Call me, call me, uh, I don't know, whatever you want to call me. But I tend to accept what experts say if I'm not an expert in something. I think that's a reasonable approach to something. So if you think about all of the structural engineers and everything that got to do with building engineering, all over the world with no incentive to protect the United States government, how many thousands of people are those? How many tens of thousands of people are those? And if they're all expert enough to tell you, yeah, this is how a building collapses, I would tend to believe those people. I would tend to, to, to take more credence in what they say than 
a couple of dozen rogue uh, uh, engineers that say, no, it wouldn't happen like this. Do you get what I'm saying? It, 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 do well, you think that's a wrong I mean, approach? Well, no, I, I mean, I, 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 yes, yes and no, I'll say. I'll say yes and no. It depends, right? So even with experts, you still need to vet your experts. Mm-hmm. You still need to consider what evidence they present. Um, you shouldn't just because you don't want to trade, you know, believing in everything to believing in anything from any experts. You know what I mean? Because there's experts, there are expert scientists that believe in crazy things. You know, like like there's um I forget the guy's name. He's he's a he's a he's a virologist who denies HIV causes AIDS, even though there's there's significant evidence, 30 years' worth of evidence, that shows this linkage. There's even evidence between SID causing AIDS-like symptoms in chimpanzees in the wild. You know what I mean? But there are still people who, like still he, you know, marches and on and says that, you know, these things aren't related or whatever. Um, so, you, so, again, you want to check your, you want to still check them. Um, check the check what the science says. Check check what the evidence is. You know, check multiple sources. You know. Okay, here here, um, here, here you go. Let me reformulate what I said. Let me tell you why okay. I think that that's not uh, as as uh, easy as, as it make as you make it seem. Number one, I would take the majority of an expert's opinion. Uh, uh, that, that's just, just, it depends on what field you're talking about, but generally that is that tends to be safe because number because two, within, I'm a normal within, person. Within the, I have a, I was gonna say within, I have a normal I job. Say, I, I cannot. Um, I cannot. Uh, I, I have. No. I don't have the time, and I don't have the resources, and I don't have the. Uh, I, I guess, and even not the education to just like your average American to do. The uh, the research that uh, uh, somebody with a science degree like Raina would do, <laughs> do you get what I'm saying? I, I'm, I'm just okay. giving the average person's approach. The average person's approach, I, the overwhelming majority of 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 what an expert says, or which the only thing you you would have to do is then break no down what an expert is, and then okay. that that's another conversation. Okay, hold on, hold on. No one is saying that you like you have to, you know, work a forty-hour week <laughs> deciding who's reasonable to listen to and who's not. I'm just I'm just saying that if you have the time to invest, you should take the time to invest and see if what they're saying is true. Uh, I and, and you don't have to like go into the nitty-gritty of everything, but you if you have multiple sources. From, from different, you know, from different areas, right? Like, say I wanted to know um, whether or not um, vaccines cause autism. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I could I could check I could check the you know with the CDC. I could check with um, maybe you know the British uh, the British um, health organization. I forget what they're called. Um, I could check with um, the Netherlands. The Netherlands has a, I think, a 30-year study that they have done on the subject. Um, you know, there's there's all sorts of things, so you don't have to do that. I mean, just just, that just what your sources said. a little bit. How is I'm that sorry? different than what I said? You you named organizations. I, was, I know. I, I was, okay, can you please? 
I wasn't saying that you were wrong. I'm just saying just check multiple sources, Micah. You always do this to me. Right. I, I don't know. I don't know because, okay, I'm what, uh, I, 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 as I, long I, as I, I'm on the right track, I'm asking you. Sometimes I can be alone in uh, 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 how I do things or, or what my approach is. I'm not surrounded by a lot of people, you know, uh, that are no, scientists and that are skeptics. So I'm talking to you guys. That's why I called I in. Know. That's why I wanted to have can this I, conversation. Can I, can I jump in real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I, I think, I mean, Micah, right? I think that your, uh, I think your approach is going to be more productive than unproductive. So I think you're on the right track. Yeah, um, absolutely. And 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 certainly, you know, someone can be an expert in their field and be a complete lunatic. You know, mm-hmm. you can it's evaluate true. their opinion. You can evaluate yeah. their opinion uh, with uh, respect to the consensus or the prevailing opinion within that field because. Someone can have a Ph.D. in economics and then talk about, you know, uh, climate change and be completely off. Yeah, you have a Ph.D. in economics and you know what you're talking about over there, but when you jump into another area of expertise, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. So, exactly. but, but generally, I, I think that you're, I think that you're on the right track and that your right. your uh, approach is going to be far is going to be highly more effective than than not. So, sounds Absolutely. good. Yeah, yeah. I was reading this book. Um, uh, maybe you haven't read it. It was called uh, um, Nonsense on Stilts. It was by that uh, guy, Massimo. Uh, uh, Massimo the, Piccolucci. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it was a, it was a pretty decent book. It was like a, a little, it was like a little introduction, you know, uh, and how like to separate like you know, you know, bullshit, you know, from uh, you know. What 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 we should accept is true at least, you know, or facts or evidence and things like that. And I don't think. Uh... Okay, sir. I'll talk to you later. Uh, anyway, that was my son. Sorry. Uh, it's okay. But uh, no, it's uh, I, I, what was I saying? Lost my train of thought. Oh no, I was saying I don't think black people are anywhere close to even doing or talking about what we're talking about. And I think that's for a very, that's for a wide array of reasons. Why do you guys think so? Well, like, actually, I, that you're getting into the next part of my notes, Micah. You are forever getting okay. ahead of me. Hang up. Forever getting ahead of me. No, um, that's the next thing that I was going to talk about, um, because if, if you really look into these um, conspiracy theories and why people believe them, which you'll really find out, is that for the majority of them, uh, the people are kind of suffering from um, a crippled epistemology. So it's just about the lack of information that, um, or, or the ability to vet information that they come across. Um, you know, we have we have in this country, you know, a broken school system. You know, let's just face it, and. Um, particularly for minorities, because minorities tend to believe these things a lot more than the um, general population. Um, uh, There's actually a study, and um, I can post the name of the study on um, the RSS feed wall and the Black Freethinkers wall. It's called uh, Belief in U.S. Government Conspiracies Against Blacks Among White and Black College Students, Powerlessness or System Blame. And what they find is that even for educated black people, they tend to believe more in government conspiracy theories against blacks than white than their white counterparts, and it has to do a lot with um, 
obviously cultural reasons, cultural factors, but obviously um, the education that they're receiving to a degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the sort of the critical well, okay. What they're exposed hmm. to early on. It, it, it Can I get an example? Of, an example of, of, of what? Of what would be considered a, 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 a you know, a um, conspiracy theory against blacks? I got um, one. Well, I, I mean, Rev, Rev used the one about HIV being created to yeah. destroy black people. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, something just completely batshit. Okay, because <laughs> I, I, I think uh, because I I don't want to put everything under the under the realm of of conspiracy theory when it comes to... No, 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 we're not trying to do that either. No, no, I I didn't think you were. You know, I just wanted to be clear of my understanding of what you're saying, you know, because, you know, there are, you know, there are disenfranchised people based on race and and, and other other factors. Yeah. I'll give you another one uh, before we we have to hang up because we got more more to talk about. Go ahead. We got to get into the Illuminati stuff. Um, Kool-Aid and sterilization That's one that I just recently came across Don't ask me where it comes from Don't ask me Don't ask me who originated it I can't give it to you Wait a minute, Kool-Aid and sterilization? Kool-Aid, yes, Kool-Aid and sterile <laughs> Yeah All right. I mean, it makes no sense, right? Because how, how, in the, how in the world Would you see teenage girls Walking around with three or four children You know what I mean? Talking about Kool Aid's making us sterile. Well, who's having them? Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. You know who's I mean? having these issues with Kool Aid? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've heard about sterilization. I've heard about the Micah, thank you for joining us. We got to go. All right, have fun. Um, I see you wanted to bring up something so crazy that I would hang up. So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, talk, we'll have right. to talk about it another time, Micah. Thanks talk for Talk to watching. you later. Have a good one. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye. <laughs> yeah, that cool way right. and sterilization one caught me by surprise, too. Yeah, it caught me by the surprise the first time I heard it. It was crazy. I heard it. I heard it just this week. So, I, <laughs> but oh, in any case, funny. but we have another yeah, um, caller on the line, actually. Okay, cool. And we have a caller from Virginia. Are you there? Yes. Hello. May we ask who calling? Yes, this is a ABC. I'm in the chat room. I've been chiming in and basically disagreeing with everything that one lady's talking about. That would be the one lady. I'm the host. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I didn't know who was who. I didn't know who was who. So, you know, and, and let me just say, my only point is that uh, I just think you're so, so narrow-minded. And, and uh, let's just stick with one, you know, and you can talk about any of them, but 911, the one guy just talked about it. Now, you have, uh, I dropped the link in there. It's like 1,500 architects and engineers who say that that official narrative uh, is false. Okay, first off, that that list has not been verified. No one verified that those people have degrees. No one verified that they're practicing in their field. None of them has has been vetted to see if they even appear in any academic literature. So those names could be anybody. And and this this list has been going around for a really long time, and it's not Mm -hmm. sufficient as evidence. 
Sorry. Okay. Not. Okay. So it's been around for a really long time. Why haven't you guys uh, invalidated it? Oh, it's, hang it's, on. Hang on. It, ahead, we're not. We're we're the ones asking for verification of the claim. It's not our job to invalidate so anything. One, if you're, if hang on, hang on. The if, if, you're the, if they're the ones presenting, if they're the ones that, if if they are the ones that are presenting, they're making the claim. They're making the positive assertion that this building or whatever their claims are didn't happen this way, and that they have some theory that that uh, that isn't the consensus. They have a different view that they think is true. It is up to them to present that. It is not our job to disconfirm or to invalidate anything. The burden of proof okay. is on the person that's making the claim. That's their job, not ours. Yeah, right. the burden of proof, because, according, because the burden of proof is it basically, like you said, is on them. Because you can't prove a negative. Like, if, I, if you tell me that you have a, a pocket, in your pocket, a purple elephant, I can't disprove that you have a purple elephant in your pocket. You can either produce the elephant in your pocket, or you can't. Mm-hmm. Right. And, that's and, it. and I want to make a quick point because he said something about being narrow-minded, and and this is this is something else that is used by some conspiracy theorists. That this is that if you don't accept their, their theory, if you if you demand evidence for it. Um, you're narrow-minded means you're not open-minded. Well, open-mindedness is just the uh, just the ability to uh, accept or deal with new ideas. It doesn't mean that you just critic, you uncritically accept what people tell you. No, you right. still need to have skeptical inquiry. You still need to demand evidence. You still need to evaluate evidence. You don't just take stuff at face value. And I don't care how many, uh, what did you say, 1,500 architects? Produce a model. Produce right. a solid expl- explanation that explains the facts, not just what fits the ignorance. Right, I mean, and then it's like, and then it's like also like fifteen hundred architects. Okay, do you know how many architects are in the world? Do we know where these architects got their degree from? I mean, they could be fifteen hundred architects from um, Podunk School of Nowhere, you know, a degree. Pretty that, much. You know what I yeah. mean? They, we don't know anything about them. We don't know anything about their credentials. Maybe every single one of those fifteen hundred architects is is broke, and every single one of their buildings that they've ever designed has fallen apart and killed people. Right. You know what I mean? No, so we don't yeah. know. You have to validate their credentials to know that they're, you know, they're not BS, because in this age of information, you can be anything on the Internet, and it's not hard to, you know, Photoshop a document and say, hey, look, I got my degree from blah, 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 you know. You, you have any verification to make sure you are someone legit. Right. Not just some um, bum on the Internet. Right, so we're going to move right along. I'm sorry, Kim. Okay, now I was going to say, I was going to say, um, we have Mario on the line. Mario, our, our guy from Mario and the Nakomi show. Hey, Mario. Hey, hey, how you doing? What's going on? What's going on? Nothing. Uh, I just want to chime in right quick because I get into the the uh, 9/11, Illuminati, and all that discussion. And one thing that I, I know that a lot of people forget is that the more people that you have involved in a conspiracy, the less likely it'll be is able to be kept a secret. When you right. got a massive operation like this, let's say that nine eleven is an inside job, how many pilots do you need? How many people how many construction workers playing explosives do you need? How many people on the inside with the uh in the military do you need? How many when you think of all the people you either gotta intimidate or pay off or have to be complicit in your plan 
for this to work out. I mean, if you said one plane, one building, ten dudes, that's one thing. We're talking about four planes, several areas over several states and in different times. That's a lot of people to take care of to prevent anyone from saying anything later on. Keep in mind, 50 years from now, if I got a terminal disease, I could decide to spill my guts if I want to. What are they going to do to me? I, I'm already going to die. So if you're going to say, if you have this, if you're going to believe that it's an inside job, then you have to have proof of that. Otherwise, you're just pretty much just throwing stuff out there in the wind, which really makes no difference because you can't prove it either way it goes. And even if you could, what would you do with it? Do you really think that you would, if, if such a conspiracy were possible, do you really think that you would be allowed to tell anybody anything about it? Exactly. And the fact that you have, the that you have any information about right. this at all pretty much invalidates the conspiracy in the first place. Because if you know this, then somebody knows a lot more than you, and they're not saying anything. Oh, sorry. I thought my phone had gone. <laughs> I thought my phone did something. No, no, sorry about that, guys. No, no, no. Okay. Um, so, in any case, um, any case, uh, we are um, going to move on to talking, getting into the actual conspiracy theories. Um, I see that we have uh, a caller who's, who's hot with us. Um, he was <laughs> happy wasn't too happy with what we said. Um, it's okay. You can call back in if you want. Um, we can talk more. But we got more show to cover. So um, so next we want to get into, uh, we'll, we'll have to get into um, how these theories arise, maybe on Kim's show tomorrow, Kim. Hopefully, hopefully you'll give us time. Right, Kim? Maybe? Yes, definitely. We will um, explore many of these things, and um, it should prove to be a very interesting show. Okay. And that show, again, is Sunday at 12 o'clock Central Standard Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 o'clock Pacific, right? That's correct. That's every Sunday at 10 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, high noon Central Standard Time, 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Thank you. Um, okay, so, oh, yeah. um, I'm, again, I'm going to go ahead and uh, encourage whoever is um, listening or um, in the chat room, uh, since, since there seems to be some issues, to go ahead and call in, um, but give us give us a few minutes to uh, talk about the, um, the topic. Uh, the call-in number, again, is 310-982-4273. So um, next thing we're going to talk about is the Illuminati. So um, the Illuminati uh, is traced back to the 1590s. The word, anyway, is traced back to the 1590s, and it was applied to a Spanish sect of six, uh, in the 16th century. Um, later, it was in, in um, Bavaria. Uh, it was established by Adam, and I'm not pronouncing the last name. <laughs> Wise Pop, maybe. I think it's maybe Wise Pop. I think it's Wise Pop. I'm going to go with that. Mr. Wisecop, um, and four other people during the Age of Enlightenment. And that was like, that was that was our era, Kim. That was our era. That's when free thought emerged and humanism and all that good stuff. 
So <laughs> that's, that's our era. I mean, well, not quite our era because we still were like not human beings yet. But you know. <laughs> being dropped in oil and drawn in quarters and all of that fun stuff, you know, you know, the, the carnival coming directly to you, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but the ideas, the ideas survived because they're good ideas. But um, in any case, um, this was a fraternal or, order of free thinkers. And um, they they had a lot of ideas that were generally not accepted. Um, they had a political identity identity that was Republican. Um, it, it was stood for the abolition of monarchies. And they tried to institute uh, by means of subterfuge and secrecy and conspiracy, um, including the infiltration of other organizations. And um, they were actually um, they actually had very little success, and they were destroyed within 15 years of their origin by uh, Bavarian ruler Carl Theodore, um, who banned basically all secret societies and dismantled the um, Bavarian Illuminati on March 2nd, uh, 1785. And um, this was because he viewed them as a direct threat to his power because obviously they didn't like monarchies. Um, <laughs> so um, they also were seen as a threat to the status quo because they um, – their ideas ran counter to um, the established Catholic doctrine at that time. Um, later, um, they, of course, after they were disbanded, um, it says that they were sort of absorbed into other groups. And then later there was a, um, a guy by the name of Myron Fagan who um, basically instigated the Illuminati conspiracy when he wrote a play called Red Rainbow, and then he basically... Um, claimed to have documents about a, a communist plot to take over America, and that's kind of where the conspiracy seeds, uh, you know, sort of took root and sprouted. And, um, you know, because there's always already fear of a commie, you know, the commie scare. You know, there's, um, you know, it was around the time of, of the McCarthy era, so... This is this is when you really get more of the Illuminati conspiracies coming out. What's funny about this is that Fagan was actually Jewish, and most of the Illuminati conspiracies are very, very anti-Semitic. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, um, but, but that's the that's the the main story for the Illuminati. Like, did you guys come across anything that you guys want to share? Well, I, I was uh, shocked that it actually existed in some form or another. Um, prior to the conspiracy notion, so that was really surprising for me in my research when I found that. Because I'd always made fun of it as just being a bunch of lunatics making stuff up, but it actually did exist in some form or fashion. So. Right, right, right. Yeah. What about you, Marcus? Uh, can you repeat the question? I got sidetracked. another combo. <laughs> it's okay. I was saying... Um, what um, is there anything else that you kind of found out about the Illuminati in your research that you wanted to share? Um, no, you pretty much got it covered, as far as, as far as I've heard. I didn't really find okay. any, anything you didn't you didn't touch on. Okay, and um, and so it was kind of like this whole scare of you know the uh, you know the Illuminati taking over the government that kind of ran into the NWO conspiracy. Now I wasn't exactly able to like determine the exact, you know, date that this, you know, all started because it was, it kind of existed before they had the word to put it out there. 
But the New World Order isn't um, isn't like the Illuminati. It's not a fraternity. It's basically an idea, which is to, that they're going to take over the government, and that you know the, that these Illuminati cabals still exist, and that they're going to take over the government and they're going to establish a one world government where um, all of us are basically serfs. <laughs> okay. Um, which would which. which Okay, which where, where most of us are serfs, and we serve the wealthy elite. And the actors in the NWO range substantially. They range substantially. It's hilarious. So, of course, there's the 13 families, the Astors, the DuPonts, the Kennedys, the Onassis, the um, Rockefeller family, the Rothschild family, the Russell family, the Van um, Dunn family, and the Krupp family. Of course, the Rothschild family is in there, obviously because Jew- Jewish people are evil and they have nothing in mind but the destruction of humanity. And, um, yeah, right? I mean, obviously. Um, no, but seriously, the, um, a, lot of, a lot of rumors and conspiracy theories abound about the Rothschild family in particular, and um, a number of them are false. Um, but there are also, also other actors that are included are the Illuminati reptilians, depending upon who you ask, I guess. Um, and there's aliens. There's aliens, and then there's the Bilderberg Group, the Trilateral Commission, the Council on Foreign Relations. So basically there's all of these groups, and they have all of these individuals in them, and none of them have their own individual agendas. They all have one agenda, to, to to reduce the population to under 500 million. I don't know who came up with that number, right? And right. and to make us all surf. So what do you guys think about that? That's, that's hilarious. Number one, how would you even reduce the number from was it like over seven billion now to that number? Well, I guess if they put up, put fluoride in the water, you know, I guess they would go ahead and do, do and, that already. Go ahead and whack us that way. But all they're gonna um, do is make you have stronger teeth. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so they're going to put dentists yeah. out of the work, basically. Basically. <laughs> dentists out of work. I mean, the only reason is, no, no, actually the dentists won't go out of work because they'll have to whiten your teeth because your teeth will be brown from the fluoride, brown. but they'll be right. really, really strong. <laughs> exactly. So. I was first introduced to all of this information through Tony Brown. I read one of his books, and it was talking about the Bilderbergs, the Rothschild, Trilateral Commission. I was so paranoid. I was so paranoid. Everything that happened, I mean, you know, if I slipped down a flight of stairs, you know, some invisible ninja kicked me down the stairs because I knew too much. (laughs) It was just crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and the other thing about it is what doesn't make sense is um, is, uh, most of the conspiracies focus on depopulation. And, of course, we have a population of over 7 billion now. And they say that this conspiracy theory has been in the works for several centuries, right? So how has it been in, in, in the works for several centuries, but you wait until we're in the information age to take us back to being serfs? Why didn't right. you just keep us serfs in the first place? You know what I mean? That doesn't make right. any sense. I guess that, I, why wait? I think the idea is, is radicalism. 
I think the idea is like okay. is, is is in gradualism because apparently they're thinking, well, it's going to happen because you know some penultimate event is supposed to happen, and you keep set, you keep waiting for the event, and then when some event occurs, you're like, it's, it's like no, it's something else. Like what well, you just you know you just when you get to the event that's supposed to kick this whole thing off, it it never uh, it's never that. It never happens. So it, just, it never right, materializes. Right, it's the BS fallacy, the ultimate, the infinite BS. Because it doesn't matter what happens, they'll give you another, they'll give you something else. Wait for reason. it, just wait for yeah. it. Yeah, it's that. Um, they call right. that one that specific one uh, fallacy, the moving the gold, the goalpost. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's the one. Yeah. My favorite term. But, <laughs> but yeah, the um, but yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, why wait all of these centuries? What the hell are right. you waiting for? You're you're supposed to be the powerful elite. You're just supposed to be the ones that have access to the military uh, weapons and all these other things. Why wait until the population's at seven billion to decide right. to cut back? That's stupid. Yeah, it's kind of like, we were talking. Remember, we were talking about that earlier. Like, why didn't they do it when the population was infinitely less? There were less right. people. And people weren't having families at such a, a rapid rate these days. Right. Why wait? And then, right. Why we have all these. We have all these. We have we have all these advances that are that are making humans live longer than they did even 50 years ago. You know why? Right. Why are you waiting till now? So we have we have all of these advances in our in our medicine and in science to help us live longer. To decide, oh, let's you know we're trying to cut we're trying to cut them back now. Let's decrease right. all of this. That doesn't make sense. Right. There's no benefit. It doesn't make sense. Right. You wait until everything spins out of control. But the other thing is, is like, um, uh, you know how they rationalize that? Because just like we were saying, when they move the goalposts, because um, um, Alex Jones, uh, he he likes to say that they they want to engage in soft kill. So soft kill is basically his way of saying that anything that has any sort of negative health impact is the way that they try to reduce the population. But it's so it's so ridiculous. Like, they're saying, like, okay, so they're trying to reduce our population with cancer. People are living longer with cancer than they did 50 years ago. Right. You know what I mean? You can actually, like, look at, look at freaking um, Lance Armstrong. He's had cancer twice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there are people, there are people who there are people who are living with cancer, uh, who live with cancer, you know, through multiple bouts of cancer, and they're still alive right. and kicking. And people are people living are longer. Living. And they're having right. People are living longer, and they're 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 eating more, and they're doing all of these things. I mean, it doesn't make any sense that um, this right. whole I mean, idea even, of soft kill. I mean, even if you change and use something like HIV or AIDS, people who are living still living fuller, longer lives than they did 20 years ago when, you know, it was essentially a death sentence from from some people. You know, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it it makes it makes absolutely no sense. I mean, and and I mean there there are there are somewhat some some I guess kernels of truth to the whole NWO conspiracy, I guess, in terms of the banking industry. Now, um, you know, there's a lot of greed in the banking industry. And there's been a lot of deregulation, and a lot of people have um, actually benefited from that. What do you guys think? Uh, I mean, hell, I think you that's the it. only that's the only little kernel of truth that I can find to this. I'm trying to salvage this somehow. Hell, I mean, you can find <laughs> you can find greed and corruption and in, in that in just about any industry. 
I mean, exactly. it does give them it does give them fodder for you know uh, for the claims that they want to uh, make, but it doesn't uh, mean that their theory is grounded in any it. kind of right. right. It's just right. it's just okay. This occurs everywhere, so you still need well, to prove it. Right, and if you go into the mindset of a lot of those businessmen, you know, if let's say they rake in collectively forty-four billion dollars, now you think they want to rake it in and share, or rake it in and keep it for themselves? They're trying to outdo all these people. You know, a lot of these people are trying to outdo the people that people think are they're collaborating with. Like you saw right. some, you know, you know, the head of PNC and the head of like American Express are not getting together trying to, you know, collectively steal from you. No, one's trying to outdo the other. There's no, right. there's no, there's right. no. Right, they might support the same legislation that lets them get away with murder, but they're not, right. they're not saying, hey, you know, I Let's hope, you, up, I hope you, get, I hope you make a ki- killing this this quarter. No, <laughs> I hope you, I hope your, I hope your company, I hope your company takes a dive. Yeah, yeah, I really do. I hope you fail. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're not, they're but not I'm, a unified front trying to steal from people. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, do we have any callers, Tim? Actually, at the time, no. We were trying to encourage um, one of the chat room people to call in. Since he's so discouraged by the conversation that's going by, we encouraged him to call back in, but he won't call back. Well, please, I mean, yeah. caller, please. Is he still there, or did he leave, or is he still in the I think he hung up. Yeah, oh. he hung up. Okay. Yeah. But um but yeah, I mean, you know, and of course, you know, we have the Bilderberg group, right? So a lot of people like to talk about the Bilderberg group and um and you know, I, I read um I read up on the Bilderberg group and um it's interesting, you know, they do have quite a lot of powerful people who come to the Bilderberg group meetings. But um and of course their meetings are private. But I mean what do you guys think? Do you think that people who are in powerful positions, who say run Fortune 500 companies or even work in, in in different levels of government, do you think that they're allowed to freely associate with whoever they choose? No. It would it would hurt uh, if, if it's let's say you're the I think on on that list that I saw you know the the uh, what was it the CEO of Xerox at the time attended one of these uh, Bilderberg meetings. If mm-hmm. You can't just – you're the CEO. You're the face of the company. So you can't you can't associate with everyone because it would hurt the brand, depending on what the association is and, and so you know, what you're doing. That's why the need for privacy. Yeah, yeah. You have to think about well, branding I mean, and how that's going yeah, to be played. If, I understand that. I understand. I mean, from a, from a, from a shareholder's position. But, I mean, I mean from a from – a, I guess it's sort of legal, you know, societal standpoint, you know, because we have a, we have, you know, we have, you know, the Constitution and we have rights. And I, do do people who are in powerful positions abdicate their rights by being powerful? Are they not allowed to say go and you know have a weekend where they you know shoot the breeze with you know some uh, you know foreign 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 prime minister from Russia? <laughs> I'm not entirely clear yeah. on what you're asking. I mean, I'm I think, just I think asking. What she mean, I think what she means is, you know, would it be okay if they just wanted to go 
you know, just hang out someday, you know, it's not like a, a formal meeting where, you know, they're in a room somewhere discussing business. Like, they're just well, even, on a, Well, even if they did want to have a formal meeting, are they not allowed? Are they not, do they not have the right to go and... Oh, well, well I, I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think that they, I think that they can do that. I don't think that violates anything. No, I think that would be fine. I mean, it, it I mean, from the outside looking in, it may look... Uh, if you're looking for a reason to be uh, skeptical of them doing it, or or not skeptical but cynical about it, you're thinking that oh, there's uh, there's something nefarious going on with them doing this, even if it's just them getting away, or right. just meeting with like-minded people just to discuss you know things that happen in their industry, or or uh, they share the same interests, you know, and that's just it. It's nothing. There's nothing more to read into it than just that. Right, that. and 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 I and that's and 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 that's what I was trying to I was trying to get out get at um, was you know um, the the meetings and the, the meetings that people have you know whether we like the looks of it whether you know we think they might be talking about something that we don't like are irrelevant. The fact of the matter is, is that as citizens, as as hum, as American citizens, they have the right to associate with whomever they choose. Um, and the the Bilderberg meetings are are not secret; they're they're private. I guess um, I, that's a little bit of a there's a little bit of a sort of shaky distinction. I think a little bit on their part, but um, the fact of the matter is is that you know these people they want to go to these meetings primarily because they're they're able to uh, you know share opinions, kind of have a roundtable where they can you know shoot ideas at each other and not be um, misquoted by the media, you know. Like, you know, maybe you want to think out loud about something, but you haven't you haven't thought it out completely, but you want other opinions on it. You've mm-hmm. got, you know, you've got e- economists, you've got scientists, you've got whoever, and they can kind of give you some feedback on where you're coming from. That sounds like a perfectly reasonable thing to do, and it seems, and that's, that actually is the stated sort of mission of the building road group it's it's really it, it was formed initially um to uh kind of stem the tide of anti americanism in europe um and they've they've continu- continued it on and um it it meets uh somewhat irregularly sometimes it it'll meet twice a year sometimes it'll meet um you know just once a year but um obviously they've had powerful heads of state they've had uh, Barack Obama went there before he became president. Um, Bill Clinton was invited when he was still governor of Arkansas. Hillary Clinton's been, other people have been. And um, there's a lot of speculation, and I say speculation because it is speculation, um, regarding the um, purpose or or the sort of talks that go on at these meetings. Um, People have uh, said that they're talking about depopulating the world, they're talking about spreading HIV, they're talking about... Um, killing people with vaccines, which is not really possible, but because <laughs> otherwise it's not a vaccine. You know what I mean? Like, what are we vaccinating against life? Like, I mean, <laughs> like, <laughs> but, but, um, but yeah. But the problem is, is that um, none of these people present credible evidence. Um, even um, a, I was even watching a, a video of Jesse Ventura's conspiracy theory. Um, you know, uh, that show, uh, that show is so ridiculous. They just <laughs> move from one speculation to another speculation with no sound evidence. 
they'll talk to someone and they'll be like, yeah, I'm a former member of the Illuminati. It's like, word, word. You're a member of the white. Right. <laughs> right, and they never ask if that person took their meds that day. You know, that's another story. But, yeah, but not just that, Kim, but not just that, Kim. How the hell are you the former member of the Illuminati when everybody here? If I didn't have any morals or ethics, I would start a religion called the Illuminati. Okay. I would just have you been in my head? Hmm? I said, have you been in my head? Because I've thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> just start a religion, some type of ideology, you know, some variation of Illuminati, the luminous ones, or something to that effect. And you would have people joining like hotcakes just because they want to know what these inside secrets are, but you can get them to sign all kinds of contracts and dedicate a portion of their salaries, you know, a little bit beyond tithing and offering. You can take it even beyond that because it's just interesting because, again, people want to believe in something. People want to believe that there is more to, to, to life than what they're experiencing, you know, there has to be a reason behind some of the atrocities that we're dealing with. There has to be a reason behind, you know, some of the poverty that these people are experiencing. There has to be a reason behind just, you know, the malcontent. And so they come up with these different reasonings. They get to connecting the dots that are not there, you know, by their own machinations of their minds. And it's just it's interesting. And when you try to talk them down, I mean, these people know this stuff like the back of their hand, but yet you ask them something, you know, about rudimentary science or math, and they have no clue. And right. with some of these organizations that they're talking about, you know, it's, it's, it's all math and science. I mean, if you're talking about 360 degrees, that's what's contained within a circle. But I mean, anyway. But that's another story. I don't even want. I don't want anybody sending me any crazy ass emails because why are you talking about the circle? That's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. Okay, once again, guys, the number to call in is three one zero nine eight two. Okay, Marcus. Okay, thank you. Three one zero nine eight two four two seven three. That's the number you got to call if you want to talk to us. Um, call in and 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 you know, I mean. Show us, show us your evidence if, if you believe in these things. Ask questions. You know, we're not here to tell you that you're crazy or that, you know, you need to, you know, get some medication for, you know, for if you believe in these things. We're just telling you, you know, there might be some things you haven't considered. Um, there may be some things that you might want to, you know, look into, maybe revise in your thinking. That's all. Exactly. And um, you know, and again, you know, you know, piggybacking off of what you what you just said there. Again, in some cases, some of these theories have been proven to be true. They've listed, you know, a lot of people didn't believe in Iran Contra and you know um, the Tuskegee experiment. A lot of people didn't believe in any of those, and they turned out to be true. 
And we're not necessarily, you know, it's not our job, again, as, you know, it was stated earlier, it's not our job to disprove it. It's your job to prove it. But, you know, in every essence of the word, we don't want you to think that, you know, we're mocking you or ridiculing you or making fun of you. We actually want discourse, so we encourage you guys to call in. Reasonable discourse, because these are guests. These are guests. I'm treating this like my house. These are my guests. <laughs> okay? So, you know, I'm disrespecting my guests in my house. That's all I ask. Just, you know, there you go. Just put it out there. Nicole me on the line. Hey, Nicole me. Hi. Hi. Hello. I just want to ask really quick um, about the entertainment industry and the Illuminati and how that came about to be so popular, and if there's any validity to that. All right, Brooks, you're on. <laughs> Where's Brooks? Where's Brooks? Mm-hmm. Oh, did he drop off, Tim? Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm muted. Sorry, I was talking to a co-worker. My bad. <laughs> uh, what did you ask me? Uh, she was asking about the entertainment industry and the Illuminati, and you missed your cue, like... You just missed. You just messed everything up. Seriously. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's sorry. Weird. I didn't mean. I didn't mean to miss the alley-oop. My bad. That's okay. <laughs> uh, um. Yeah. This, well, the, the Well, when it comes to the entertainment industry, there's like eight million. There's eight million ways you can really uh, go go about it. Because there's like eight million theories about different things. Like if you talk about music, music specifically, you have. Things like, you know, backmasking where you have, you know, demon messages and crap that's just, you know, apparently here when you play songs backwards. You have things like, you know, people allegedly making blood sacrifices, people like um, Damon Dash allegedly, you know, using Aaliyah as a blood sacrifice, uh, you know, Puffy using Biggie back in 97, Suge Knight using Tupac, etc. And all these people making alleged blood sacrifices to, you know, for their for their welfare fans. I mean, I don't find any, I mean, when I was when I was a teenager and, and I was really susceptible to all these things, you know, it all kind of, it sort of made sense at the time. It was like, you know, why don't I hear these guys talking about, you know, government stuff? All I'm hearing is club rap and, and all of this stuff. And I don't know, there's, there's, I don't find any of it to be true, but there's, like I said, there's different ways. There's different. There's different ways to go about it. Like there was even um, a couple weeks ago a letter that was circulating around the internet uh, from someone who claimed that he was there at a, a secret meeting that took place in like I want to say circa ninety one, ninety two, in L A, where a bunch of record execs got together and basically said, okay, we're gonna we're gonna control people through rap music. And this is how we're going to do it. And it, it basically, there's someone, some guy who, like, he said some along the lines of they were going to have rappers go out and dressing like this and doing this and getting people to do the same thing, and the women are going to, are going to, you know, do the same thing. Uh, it's, uh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, um, Ill Doctrine, um, the, the uh, YouTuber, has a really great something uh, yeah. of that. His video, yeah. His yeah. If if anyone hasn't gone and and looked at his YouTube series on you know not just conspiracy theories but on a a, a variety of topics, definitely go check him out because he's worth yeah. watching. What's the name again? I'm sorry, I didn't catch the name. His, his name Ill is Doctrine. Ill Doctrine. Okay. Yeah. 
cool. Thank he's you. A, he's a good guy. Yeah. But um. So yeah. So I mean, yeah. The, the I mean, uh, Illuminati and music. I mean, just think about it. Like, I just posted on the RSS feed wall. There's there was somebody has twittered that Blue Ivy um, had something oh, yeah. to do with the Illuminati. <laughs> In fact, hold on. <laughs> the name. Um, yeah, and and, and see, that's a that's a long. Sorry, I'm sorry. I said I was like I think I have it here. Hold on. <laughs> um, it was Ivy stands for Illumi, Illuminati's very youngest, and Blue stands for born, born living under living evil. Under evil. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow! I think I've seen that yeah. too. Yeah. Someone and, someone tweeted that. <laughs> yeah, and all the and see the and the. The reason people were even speculating on that to be to begin with is because there there have already been lot large speculation about Jay Z, for exa- example, being a, a high profile member of the Illuminati. Um, which I did a YouTube series, um, which is on my YouTube channel, it's ten parts, basically debunking the whole Jay Z uh, Illuminati myth. Because basically, what it basically comes from is there's this idea because Jay Z makes uh, plenty of references in plenty of his songs uh, saying things like, um, uh, I never prayed to God, I prayed to Gotti, for example, or the controversy in uh, the song Empire State of Mind from a couple years ago or from last year to which he said, um, and Jesus can't save you, life starts when the church ends. And, Hmm. you know, the Christian Christian right pretty much exploded and, like, everybody... (laughs) Everybody and their mom, you know, had something to say about Jay Z, uh, about Jay Z's uh, lines because they, because like I said, they they lined up with a, a long list of lyrics where Jay Z himself, you know, doesn't really talk favorably about Christianity or about religion in general. And um, okay. it, it, it starts on his debut album. He has a song called "The Evils" or "Devils" with an apostrophe. Uh, the evils in which uh in the hook of the song the hook of the song DJ Premier cuts up a cuts up a sample from a mob deep song to which uh, which says dear god i wonder can you save me illuminati want my mind soul and my body dear god i wonder can you save me secret society trying to keep their eye on me now even though mm-hmm. the song is, even though the song itself doesn't even reference the illuminati or doesn't even reference higher powers because he himself was talking about his uh, being a kingpin in the in the drug game in the 80s and early 90s. People took that and ran with it because it said Illuminati. Mm-hmm. And like I said, over the years, you know, he him, you know, throwing up the rock sign and you know and all this stuff. People people have taken his lyrics and his a lot of what he's done to heart and think that he's he's seriously just trying to take jabs at Christianity and take jabs at bringing down the church because, you know, that's what the Illuminati does. Is is Kanye West also subjected to the same kind of yep. the same kind of stuff? Okay. Yeah, as of late because um his video power his, the video for his song Power oh damn alarm system. Sorry. Um <laughs> yeah, Kanye had a, a video for his song Power which used a lot of um The video was basically like a minute and a half, and it was like a a, what they call a moving picture, um, to which 
there were there was a lot of religious imagery in it, a lot of angels and demons, and you know it seemed to be like it, the video seemed to depict a a um, like a fight between the angels in heaven and the demons in hell, and a lot of people you know a lot of people saw that and was like, oh, Kanye's talking about the impending you know war between good and evil that's going to take place on Judgment Day, or. Um, there was even a line, there's a line, I think, in either in that song or in one of his other songs where he says, he says something where it's along the lines of he sold his soul for something. And, you know, people were like, see, Kanye admitted himself that, you know, he, you know, sold his soul for his fame. So or whatever. your perspective is more of a marketing tool that you think that they just play into because they know people have a uh, well, desire to believe and all kinds of exactly. stuff, especially if they're influenced by these rappers and they think they're on to something. And saying some of those those type of lyrics can make one question and think where they're coming from, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's exactly what they think. Yeah, I think. Well, I think now. I think nowadays, yes. I would. I would say. I think part. I think part. Part of it is them. Um, is part of them doing that, and I think part of it is them just really wanting a kick-ass, cool video to make people, to get people talking. Because that's right. the one thing, you know, Jay-Z himself has said, you know, that he's not only, you know, that he's not only a rapper, but he's a businessman. So clearly, mm-hmm. the, the one thing he wants to do is to make sure his name, you know, stays out of people's mouths, even when he hasn't put music out or, you know, something along those lines. So I think I, I, put, I, think, I partially think part of it is, you know them trying to, you know, is them trying to kind of play into it a little bit. His video for onto the next one, you know, had had a lot of the same imagery from the Kanye West video. You know, dancing, uh, dancing angels, a lot of black and white. There's a shot of a Baphomet head. Mm-hmm. There's a wow. Shot of a, uh, there's a shot of a Baphomet in one of the in one of the frames. Um. But again, I like for me it was for me it just I just kind of took it as you know Jay Z just kind of playing off the whole playing off the whole thing because you know he he did an interview with Angie Martinez and it was just like yeah I don't you know I don't I don't believe in an Illuminati or if there is one then nobody black is in it <laughs> right so it wouldn't right, really, it wouldn't right. make sense <laughs> it wouldn't make sense. But- but here, I guess, I guess maybe towards the end of the show, this is my main, this is my main issue with the Illuminati conspiracies, right? Um, you know, if you if you believe all of this stuff that's out here, if you believe that, you know, somehow we have a secret a secret society that you can find out everything about with with very very little effort on your part. Okay, Marcus, you can have mute. Sorry. Um, yeah, you know, if you if you believe that you can find out all of this information about this secret society with very little effort on your part, what makes you think that they're that you need to be scared of them? What makes you think that they're worth paying attention to? They have these all these secret plans that they lay out right for you to see. Because according to the conspiracy theorists, you can see the all their plans in the movies, in commercials, and you know, and music and all of these things. I mean, it's like Dr. Evil telling, you know, Austin Powers his his entire plan, you know? Right. Good point. Symbols, too. You got symbols all over the place, and 
and every symbol is like this. they're overtly showing you, you know, what they're going to do, and, and, and you can't see the signs. It's right there in front of you, you know, that kind of alarmist rhetoric. And it's like, um, it's just a symbol. It doesn't mean anything more than what you've assigned to it. It just happens to be this symbol you think confirms your conspiracy theory, and it doesn't. And I guess my question to that. Oh, sorry, Oh, no, I was just going to say, and I guess my question to that is, let's just say hypothetically, you know, we're seeing all of these symbols, and these symbols mean something. The question to the people who generally believe this is, if we're seeing all of these symbols and this happens to be true, then what are you going to do about it? How are you going to prove it? How are we going to stop it? I mean, if you're seeing all of these symbols, I mean, to me it's just increasing and inducing more paranoia because you're seeing it here, you're seeing it there, you're seeing it all over the place. But what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's an, I mean, that's another question. Well, I think my first question is what are they going to do? I mean, they told you everything they're going to do. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I think I think, I, I think the conspiracy theorist is more than likely going to say that, hey, look, I don't necessarily have to do anything else. My job is done just by pointing it out to you, which is generally the point. You know, I'm at least alerting you to what's going on. I don't have any information that and or, or any I'm not going to propose any action to do anything else about trying to get rid of these symbols. I'm just letting you know that they exist. Right, but it's right. You, right. Need you need to do something about it. Right, I'm right. Activism. Yeah, I mean, that's all it is. Right, I mean, because yeah. if there's really a plot to make us all serfs, I mean, well, I mean, where do we, where do I sign up for the, <laughs> for the resistance team? Because I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to be anybody's serf. I did not go to college. I do not have, I do not have student loan debt. Okay, to be somebody's serf. Okay, right. That's not going down. Okay. So what did I go to school for? Exactly. 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 And, you know, when you get to looking at all of these different things, it just starts to make you think. And it's like, you know, is there any validity to anything that we've been taught? You know, it makes you question everything. You know, um, any part of the news, you know, is it real or is it all propaganda? Um, anything that you've been taught, is it real? Is it propaganda? You know, are we living in reality or are we stuck inside of the matrix somewhere? What is really happening? Hey. This is why you that have pill, so many people. That pill or blue pill? I used to love that movie. Why don't we have a purple pill? Well, you know what? You know, I used to love that movie too, but conspiracy theorists have ruined that They've movie. Ruined mm-hmm. They've, They've ruined, ruined it. They've ruined it. It's done. I can't watch it. I got nothing. Then I get no enjoyment of watching The Matrix anymore because I'm just sitting there the whole time uncomfortable because I'm remembering the last conversation that I had with the last crazy person who decided that this was a documentary. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I get it. I get it. There's some allegory. There's, you know, you can, you can go back to Plato's The Cave. Yeah, there's some allegory that you can kind of carry over and say, hmm, you know, is this what I, really what I think it is? And let mm-hmm. me peek behind the curtain. You know what I mean? But, you know, you got to do a lot more than just go on the prison planet and Infowars, you know? Or just because somebody 
just because somebody is is unconventional, they don't go with the mainstream. Doesn't mean that you go with them. They right. don't. That doesn't mean exactly. that they're right. You got to do a little bit more digging. You got to you got to do some more um, searching. You have to you know compare your sources and really find out what they're talking about because then maybe you would find out that David Ike is a crazy dude. He's crazy. He thinks that he's the son of God. He said that once. He said he's the son of the Godhead. He thinks he gets messages from interdimensional beings. Okay? Um, yeah, Alex Jones. Alex Jones. I mean, and that's not to say, and that's not to say, you know, he couldn't come across, and like he can't say anything that that's true. That's not to say that. I'm just saying that if you're, if somebody is telling you that they have that they have knowledge, revealed knowledge. You need to be skeptical because that you how how did this get revealed to you? How do you know this? What was your what was your process for verifying this information that you say you know uh, you know interdimensional beings have you know imbued you with? You know what I mean? How did you verify this information? You know what distinguishes it from 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 pure fantasy? You have to ask these questions. You know right. So right. I'm not telling you, know, you, you know, to, I'm no. not telling you to say that if you know David Icky tells you the sky is blue that you gotta you know you gotta you know say oh no it's not I'm just saying you need to look into it just like just like Alex Jones Alex Jones for all of his talk about the Illuminati and one world government and all of these things Alex Jones was rejected he was rejected as a politician he was he's a failed politician he's hmm. bitter at the system because it rejected him. This is this man who rails against the government for being involved in all of these Illuminati conspiracy theories just several years ago wanted to be in on the game. Couldn't get in on the game, so what is he doing now? <laughs> he rails against the machine. <laughs> right. So yeah, I'm just saying, I'm not saying that yeah. Alex Jones has never said anything that's true. I'm sure within, you know, the 10-plus years that he's been on the scene that Alex Jones has said things that that are unquestionably true. I'm sure he has. Because even a broke clock is right twice a day. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? But that doesn't mean that you should take what he says as gospel. So I, leave, I, I open the floor. Sorry. I wanted to make a quick comment about, uh, you know, asking questions. Uh, yeah. We also need to... I think the type of question or the formulation of the question matters, too, because if you ask mm-hmm. how does something function or how does it work, that's a better question than something like, mm, when did you stop beating your wife? Right. So that question is clearly loaded. It's It's got right. a, and sneaking in an assumption or a claim that uh, has no basis, you know. So right. also look out for questions that have spurious claims within the question, right. you know, because some people try to hide behind, I'm just asking questions when you're making spurious claims and really, really bad, uh, you have a lot of bad thinking and irrationality within the question itself. So right. you want to ask good questions, good questions. Yes, absolutely. And questions that get you to the, uh, and you go where the evidence takes you, not where you right. want to necessarily go. Right. Don't engage in confirmation bias. If you exactly. if you re- if you if you if you do research and your research leads you to a conclusion that um, is different from the um, belief that you previously held, then you need to change your belief. You need to right. adjust. You should adjust your views according to where the evidence takes you. That's right. that's that's the only way to be truly open minded. 
There you go. And we have another right. caller on the line. You know, um, we have someone from 301. Are you there? May we ask who's calling 301? This is Lucien. Hi, Lucien. <laughs> hey. Hey, I saw your link on Facebook and I was like, I had to listen to this because it was just like, I, I love conversations like this and I, I, I'm just glad to hear that you guys are out there, you know, putting out good ideas and just trying to debunk all the stupidness that goes around. And I mean, like, uh, I want to say like two things. Um, I kind of think that, you know, the reason why people are so, um, you know, easily swayed by these, you know, people on the soapbox is because, you know, everybody, well, the, the vast majority of Americans are, are you know, so-called Christians, and they always look to, look to some kind of prophet of some sort to give them the good news. So, I mean, as long as people are, are clinging to that prophet person to give them the good news, then, I mean, no matter, I mean, we can do our best, but it's, it's like it's, it's going to be there no matter what, you know. And I, I kind of think that, you know, we have to get away from the prophet's and, and individually, you know, seek answers ourselves, not not relying on somebody else's word. Because somebody else's word is, is what led, you know, Germany into World War II and murdering how many million Jews because somebody said it was a Jews' fault, you know. So, I mean, it's like you have to get away right. from profits, you know. Right. It's easier to be the protagonist in the in the film of your life, right, when you have a clear enemy, Right. right? Then, then if you then if you have an uncertain world, and that's what we live in. We live in an uncertain world that's full of a, a, a lot of different variables, and they interact in ways that sometimes we can't you, we can't predict, and in ways that we don't expect them to. And sometimes, and sometimes there really are you know agents of evil. There sometimes are you know, but the fact of the matter is is that we have to be. We have to be circumspect. We have to, you know, make sure that we're not um, fooling ourselves. We're not engaging in self-deception, you know? Most definitely, most definitely. And, I mean, I also kind of think it's a fair thing as well, too. I mean, I mean, you know, it, even with current media right now, you know, they always build that fear aspect. And and so long as, you know, people are fearful of these things in the world, then it's going to be like, it's the boogeyman under your bed. And, you know, you have to keep the lights on and keep the boogeyman away. I mean, you have to get away from all those, you know, folklore and, and, and step into the light and face, you know, these things that are, are, are uh, I guess, the conspiracy theories of the world. You know, I mean, it's, it's, to me, I mean, it's, it's clear cut to us people who have reasoning, you know, abilities, but to the, to the majority of other people who, who, who are some not as educated as us and, and, you know, cling to that, it's just like it's the absolute truth. And I also want to say that, I mean, I don't know what it is about, you know, African Americans, but I mean, it's 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 rampant within our community that that you know we we just buy into this stuff wholeheartedly. I mean, it's just, it's sickening, almost honestly. It's it's just absolutely sickening to the level at, at, to which this goes, and it's just it's just a sad, sad state, yeah. sad situation. Well, thanks for calling in, Lucian. That was great. No problem. I, I have to show I my love. I have to show my support. So I. I hope you'll call in again. Thanks. I will. All right. Bye. <laughs> um. Anyway, um, Lucian's great, but in any case, um, what was I going to say? The um, the other point I wanted to address was what Lucian had just said about Christianity. Um, I, I I wanted also to say that um, even though atheists are not supposed to subscribe to deities, 
I think that there are some atheists in the community, and I've seen this personally, that um, that that while they don't believe in a in a god, they they basically assign godlike powers to the Illuminati or the Trilateral Commission or the Bilderberg or whoever else they imagine is in on this conspiracy. And, um, mm. you know, so, so we can't just put irrational thinking on the religious, although they do have a different mo- motive. Um, oh, of course, you know, of course. I mean, yeah. some people like to think that simply because you're an atheist, that makes you rational. And that's right. clearly not the case because there are some atheists that push some irrational views um, and, well, yeah, and they say it's not a religion. It's not a religion, you know. But it's okay. not based on sound uh, thinking or or logic. So. And that's and that's why I think a lot of um, the conspiracy theory, um, like the way that pe- people can construct these things for themselves, it can kind of become a religion, you know. And and your priests would be people like Alex Jones and David Icke and you know um, whoever else. You know, um, what's that guy's name? Mike Adams um, from know, Natural News. Mike Adams news. from Natural News. Um, who else? Uh, of course, if you're into white supremacy, then uh, uh, Turner. I forget the guy's first name, but you know the Turner Diaries, and you know there's there's a lot of uh, conspiracy theories. These same conspiracy theories hooked up with white supremacist groups, but they also have a belief in a race war coming attached to it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, all sorts of things. Yeah. So, yeah, anybody have anything else they want to bring up with uh, eight minutes to go? Uh, I just wanted to make a quick comment. I mean, I, I mean, I come from the, the position that all your beliefs inform your actions. So if you hold a belief that's particularly pernicious, let's say that you say that you believe that the government is um, inherently evil and is, cannot redeem itself on any ground, it's going to affect your involvement with it. You may not vote. Right. You may discourage right. other people from voting. Um, you may not you might... decide to get your children vaccinated. Right, right. You do all you these things that... You may not enroll them in school. You may, mm-hmm. yeah. You may get involved and... in, a cult, in, a, in a cult that, you know, mm-hmm. believes in these things, and your child may be abused, or you may, or you yourself may be abused. I mean, you could you could lose a substantial part of your life. I mean, some people don't talk to relatives. Some people, you know, they fall further into um, into uh, you know uh, depression. Some people, right. are, you know, have their um, other mental illnesses uh, exacerbated by belief in these things. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I have to read you all what Ralph was saying on the um, the vet page. Um, he's basically saying, talking about these particular conspiracies are all unmitigated, ignorant as low class bullshit. He says, basically, if he's listening, you know, tomorrow, um, anyone who perpetrates this, um, he's calling in, which should be, which should prove to be a very interesting conversation. He says, Uh-oh. this is superstition, superstitious made-up crap that gullible ghetto ignoramuses who know nothing about anything outside of their neighborhood eat up. It's wow. called the bean pie theory of history. Wow. Wow. Okay. Wow. All right. Wow. Well, I mean, all right. I mean, tell us how you really feel. Jesus. I mean, I mean, that's a little, that's a little harsher than I would be. Um, 
and and I'm and I'm not known for being particularly easy on things. Right. But um yeah. <laughs> but um I I don't I don't really I don't think that it that you can really categorize it so so clear. I mean, again, these people are are suffering for the for the most part from a crippled epistemology. They don't know how to vet a source, um, you know, how to um critique sources properly. Um you know how to um, reason through these things, even when they're not—they don't have access to materials that would, you know, debunk them. You know, so it's—you know—I mean, and, it's, and especially in an area that is uh, economically depressed, like the ghetto, you know, you're going to have fewer libraries. You're going to have fewer access to uh, resources. Um, your education, we know, is not very, uh, very good. In, in a, throughout the U.S., but particularly within our inner cities. So, I mean, the, you have to consider socioeconomics and how that plays a role in how people believe. And, and, and the sociological data on this bear out. Um, minorities in particular are more vulnerable to believing in these conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. So. But well, um, I, I, I was going to say – oh, go ahead, go ahead. I think his yeah. – I'm trying to think the main point he's pushing is is ignorance. You know, the reason yeah. that people accept these theories is, I mean, the way that he put it is, is you know, blunt and in your face, but I think that's the whole point yeah. is just that these, this I is ignorance. I think it's a little more than blunting in your face. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think it's a little, I, I think it's a little uh, not to, not to evoke, you know, uh, people, you know, acting as though, uh, you know, not to, not to evoke this term in the conspiratorial way, but it's a little elitist, perhaps. Uh, okay. Just, just, okay. Just my, just is, my belief is, is on Ralph that. the professor? Is he the professor? Or am yeah, I wrong? Uh, he is a professor. Yeah, yeah he is a professor. Yeah. Um, okay. In any case, um, what I was going to say in this last few minutes, um, there is a website called What's the Harm? And on what's the harm dot net, they actually do have a page talking about talking about what's the harm in believing in conspiracy theories. And um, you know, they have an elderly couple that was arrested after a police standoff because they believed that there that there was a conspiracy to deprive Americans of their life and liberty. They had stockpiled supplies and stopped paying taxes and they um they had a standoff with the police. They're like sixty some odd years old. Crazy, right? Um, then there was um, then there's a, a college professor. He was he was fired, um, you know, from his unpaid. Uh, he had an unpaid fellowship. Um, so really, so really, he was in the same position that he started. <laughs> he, wasn't <being> paid. <laughs> he wasn't being paid in the first place. <laughs> but um, there's some <laughs> there's some others um, who've been you know they've gone to prison because. They've committed felonies in pursuit of trying to prove whatever conspiracy theory they believed in. Um, I mean, it's. I mean, there's one guy. He died, um, you know, because his parents decided that um, there was a Zionist conspiracy to rule the world. So they um, they took they took refuge, I guess, in this uh, mountaintop home. And the police had arrived, and um, their son ended up dead at 14. Um, yeah, so, I mean, and, of course, you know, because of um, governmental conspiracies concerning, um, you know, these things, and we talked about how if you're prone to believing in one conspiracy, you're prone to believing in others. 
Of course, mm-hmm. there are thousands of children who've either been hurt or have died because their parents did not seek medical attention or uh, vaccinate them properly. So these things do have consequences. Yep. So you should probably, you know, look at your beliefs and, you know, and constantly question them. I mean, I like to test my beliefs every so often. And we have one minute left, so everybody check out uh, Rev X and his blog. Check out his Twitter especially. Check out Marcus's. Especially. Uh, <laughs> check out Marcus's um, uh, YouTube channel, PMI06. Uh, check him out on the Internet. Google him. Uh, check out, and, and check out, surely check out tomorrow's show with Kim where she's going to talk about conspiracy theories and more specifically. Can you mute yourself, whoever that is? In any case, um, and also check out Kim's show on Black Freethinkers where she's going to be talking about, um, you know, sort of the psychology and sociology behind these things a bit more. And um, as always, we thank you for listening. We thank you for your time. I hope we've helped you guys to think better. And um, hopefully thinking better will help you do better. So thanks a lot. We appreciate it. So. Yeah. <laughs>